Hi, everybody. I am Peter Travers, and welcome to this special summer movie preview edition of Popcorn, where what I'm going to do is say from Memorial Day this weekend to Labor Day, movies will come in three sizes. They will be big, they will be bigger, they'll be IMAX. I mean, this is it. What else but this kind of size and shameless showing off is going to get all of us back into movie theaters. We're all weary from the pandemic. We wanna get there, but we're a little afraid. So this movie summer, Hollywood's whole future depends on getting you to get up and go to the theaters and to do it, they can't show you what we saw for the past year. Little independent movies that you can watch on your laptop or on, at home. They've got to give us blockbusters. And we start with the first movie to begin the summer, The Quiet Place Part Two, the sequel to the 2018 box office smash. It made like $340 million on like $200, whatever it cost John Krasinski to make it. And it's in this post-apocalyptic world where if you make a sound, you die. He demands that you see it in a theater because you, to get that suspense and all that horror of creeping around in there. And if you make a sound, it's all over for you. And, you know, that's where it needs to be seen in theaters where everything's dark and everyone can hear you scream. All right. Next up on my list is Cruella. Here's a movie where Disney broke the bank on this kind of stylish punk rock fashion show kind of thing. It's an origin story about Cruella. So it's not Glenn Close anymore. It's Emma Stone playing her. And we see her as a lonely orphan girl in the 1970s in London, trying to be a fashion designer like Anne Hathaway in The Devil Wears Prada. In this case, the villain of the piece is played by Emma Thompson. It's not as scary, you know, as that first one was, but, it, but they try, Emma tries, and she learns the dirtiest PG-13 tricks in the book to foil Emma Thompson. Next, we have O'Hara, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. You get demonic possession in this case and paranormal investigators played by Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. They do a real case that happened in the 1980s where this one guy got up and said in court, the devil made me do it. It wasn't Harvey Weinstein, it was the devil. So I'm there, you know, I really miss seeing horror movies with people and basically not in my playroom somewhere where I can get thousands of distractions. Then on the list is In the Heights. This is to me the best picture we're gonna see this summer. I mean, how do you describe the film version of Lin-Manuel Miranda's Tony winning 2008 musical? It's kind of an Oscar contender, that sheer perfection. And it's like a jolt of joy, singing, dancing. And John M. Cho directed this in some kind of blaze of creativity that it, nothing looks like it's a stage-bound musical. It just pops. And Anthony Ramos, who took over for uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, who played it on Broadway, is a shining new star. And this is a movie. And I'm telling you because I've watched it like one, two, three times now. That gets better every time you see it. When does that happen? It just doesn't. Put that on your list right away. Then we get a movie called Luca, which is animation. Again, animation is just amazing. And Pixar and Disney 
make this kind of magic. This is all set on the Italian seaside where two boys, Luca and Alberto, come of age and they share a secret. They're not really little boys, they're sea monsters. Are you hooked? Then we have fatherhood. Now, laughing in a movie theater too is something that I've missed. Hearing everybody around me laughing when you encounter this kind of thing that can be funny. And just in time for Father's Day, Kevin Hart delivers the goods as an actor, as well as a comic. And he's playing a widower who has to raise his baby girl. So you got giggles and sniffles. And that's the kind of thing that's irresistible and perfect for summer. Then, okay, talk about size. Talk about this F9, which all of you people who have seen the previous eight Fast and Furious movies, that's me, I've seen all of them, F9, Vin Diesel is back and he's got a brother played by John Cena, a brother that in all those eight movies, I never heard him talk about. I've never heard that this guy even existed, but he's here now. And you're not going to believe me when I say it. This time, the vrooming takes place also in outer space. I know. It's insane. It's ridiculous. But Fast and Furious has never cared about making sense. It's not about sanity. And this is a thrill ride for the senses, not the brain. We're not really looking for subtext with Vin Diesel. Then we have a movie called Zola, and it's kind of based on a Twitter thread. And you get to follow Taylor Page's Zola. She's a Detroit waitress slash stripper, invited by her friend, Stephanie, played by Riley Keough, who is one of the best new talents that we can have anywhere. And Riley Keough's character brings along her boyfriend, who's played by Nicholas Braun. And here, in this thread, he is like LOL times infinity. This guy is really funny. So I got to say, using the whole terminology of the movie, that at Zola movie is like nothing you've ever seen. Hashtag don't miss it. All right. What do I have next? Oh, I have America, the motion picture. Animated Channing Tatum voicing a chainsaw-wielding George Washington. And he's leading the founding fathers into keggers and also the Revolutionary War. Look, that's what I call a tasty bit of revisionist history. Then we have No Sudden Move. This is the movie that Steven Soderbergh, the director and Oscar winner, shot during the pandemic. It's a crime thriller. It's got Don Cheadle, Benicio Del Toro, John Hamm, Kieran Culkin. They're all playing small-time crooks. And now it's on the screen for Independence Day. This kind of Soderbergh independent thinking on Independence Day, I just love the idea of that. So you got me. Then, big, 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 I'm saying it big, big, bigger, The Tomorrow War, the sci-fi epic about time travelers from the year 2051 who land in the present to recruit us to help them fight an alien invasion. Chris Pratt stars as a history teacher who signs up to kick alien butt. Does that sound like a summer movie or what? It does. Then we've got the Forever Purge. How many Purge movies? This is the fifth. They say it's the last one. I never believed them. As long as the Purge movies make money, then people are going to pay up and see them. That whole premise of we get 12 hours a year where we can murder the people we hate in our lives is that kind of escapist fantasy that sort of never goes away. I'm sure you have victims on your own private list. I do, but I'll never tell. Next up is Summer of Soul. This is the Harlem Cultural Festival, AKA the Black Woodstock, was filmed in 1969 
was put away somewhere. Nobody ever heard of it. It's historic footage with Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone. And now Amir Thompson, who we all know as Questlove, has performed a resurrection as a director. And he's made a kind of miracle of cultural representation that deserves to be seen on the largest screen possible. Yeah, please, again, one to put on your list. Next, we have Black Widow, because what would summer be without another Marvel epic? It would be impossible. So here's Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff, AKA Black Widow, and she gets to kick all the male Avengers to the curb by not dealing with them at all. She is dealing with her traumatic early days as a Russian assassin. Now, you remember if you saw Avengers Endgame and who didn't, um, she died. But this is before that. So we get to investigate an origin story. And so she has a surrogate sister in Florence Pugh, surrogate mother in Rachel Weisz, and time's up for testosterone in this 24th film in the MCU. The sisters are doing it for themselves. Okay, then comes Space Jam, A New Legacy. LeBron James, he's King James to you. He steps in for Michael Jordan, and his goal is to team up with the Looney Tunes gang. But this time, LeBron has got to do a digital hoops game in order to save his kidnapped son. Got that? I didn't think so. It doesn't matter. You know, it's all in fun. Now, here's a movie with a title that's probably not going to make people say I have to see it, but they'd be wrong. It's called Old. I have a sixth sense because it comes from M. Night Shyamalan that there's going to be twists in this one. Gael Garcia Bernal and Vicky Creek star as beach vacationers who find themselves and their children aging in just a matter of minutes on a single day. If nothing scares you more than getting old, you know, prepare for nightmares after this one. Then I'm seeing here Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. That usually makes me go, you know, I didn't like those G.I. Joe movies, but here, this is that kind of live action comic book that really plays well in theaters. And Snake Eyes is the silent ninja, which is good since previous G.I. Joe movies always lost whatever mojo they had when the character stopped biting and started talking. You know, no talking, just action in this one. Then we have Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise. This again has been on that list to open for like the last year and a half. And Dwayne, the Rock Johnson, he's like the ultimate in a human special effect. You team him up with Emily Blunt for a kind of hair raising boat trip down the Amazon and you have a Disney theme park ride in action. Look, it worked for Pirates of the Caribbean. Why wouldn't it work again? It will, you know. Then we have The Green Knight. This is from the director, David Lowry, who to me is a true visionary. He makes movies that always go places you don't see coming. I remember a ghost story. And if you don't, you should watch a ghost story. Anyway, this is a round table tale of King Arthur's nephew, Sir Gallen, who was played by Dev Patel, who tests his mettle against a decidedly unjolly green giant. And expect Larry to test your mettle as well by going deeper than the usual Camelot fantasy. This one is Stillwater. And this stands out in a crowd of summer escapism because it's a crime drama from Tom McCarthy, the director of the Oscar-winning Spotlight. And Matt Damon stars as an Oklahoma oil rigger who has to travel to France to help his daughter, played by Abigail Breslin, who's on trial for the Ikes murdering her girlfriend. 
So this is serious business um, because we all need it. Even in the summer like this, we're going to say to ourselves, can there be a movie that actually engages me emotionally? This seems to be one of those few. This next one, not so much. It's called The Suicide Squad. Again, we talked about Marvel with Black Widow. Now we have DC Comics kicking in for this summer. And it's not all of the death row supervillains that are back in this Suicide Squad. Do you notice it's called The Suicide Squad? So they added the the and they subtracted Will Smith as Deadshot. He's not in it at all. But they added Idris Elba as Bloodsport. And they really wisely brought back Margot Robbie as the deliciously demented Harley Quinn. I just love whatever Margot Robbie does. And the mission is to destroy a Nazi lab in South America. And the point... The point is to make a mint at the box office. It's up to you. You're going to be deciding. Then there's Free Guy. You know, summer movies, a lot of them can blur together like video games, but Free Guy is set in an actual video game in which Ryan Reynolds plays Guy. He's like a bland bank clerk who resents being a background player in this video game and decides to become the hero of his own digital life. Delayed so often since the pandemic started, Guy deserves to run amok in theaters and be free at last. Then we have respect, and you got to give respect because here's Jennifer Hudson singing and acting up a storm as Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. It seems to me like a match made in Oscar heaven. So dream girl Hudson needs the size and the sound of a packed movie theater to let her performance rip. And on August 13th, she has it. Oh, look at this, Candyman. Jordan Peele co-wrote this. They call it a spiritual sequel to the 1992 horror classic about a ghostly killer with the hook for a hand. And the Candyman, I remember, he could be summoned by repeating his name five times into a mirror. Say it, Candyman, 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 Candyman. Say it five times and see who appears. You never can tell. That might be the answer to your dreams or your nightmares. But even now, in the Chicago's Cabrini Towers, where they were set, they've been knocked down and now rebuilt and gentrified. And a visual artist played by Yaha Abdul-Mateen II, he's really good, finds that the saying it five times trick really works. Prepare to scream your head off. I will. Okay, and here we go. The last, the last movie to be released in the summer of 2021, and it is called The Beatles Get Back. Peter Jackson, of all people, Lord of the Rings Oscar winner, he and his restoration team bring this pre-breakup concert while they were recording their last live show on a London rooftop back, and it's never looked and sounded better. But more importantly, Jackson had 55 hours of film to go sift through that was backstage footage. And he's come up with footage that shows less of the fighting and acrimony and more of the euphoria that John, Paul, George, and Ringo felt when they were working together for one last time. As I come to the end of this list, I've got to say that you're going to feel euphoric too, hearing one particular song, Get Back, the Beatles sang, Get Back to Where You Once Belonged. Isn't that hitting you somewhere in your heart? As we inch toward this COVID recovery, 
And we film lovers can also get back to where we once belonged. And that means movie theaters, where we can share the magic of the big screen together. So let me leave you with the five words that I've been longing to say for 14 months. See you at the movies.